2: Lock and load, this is Steve Dace. The Steve Day
1: Show. And greetings! Happy Wednesday. Welcome to The Steve Day Show, live and on demand, here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and... Welcome aboard to all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. You can email the show, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you're looking for those free speech alternatives to those two platforms, look for Steve Days on Gab. On MeWe and follow at Steve Dace on Parlor. You can also look for clips of the show that you can watch for free and then hopefully share with a lot of everybody you know. To help us get the word out, when you go to youtube.com slash Steve Dace and rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. Typical Wednesday festivities are lined up for you. The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us here uh, in the uh, bottom of the second hour. We will play our weekly game of buy, sell, or hold when you and the audience will take control of the subject matter that we will be pontificating upon. But of course, In order to set the stage for all of those zany hijinks, we begin with a tradition unlike any other. Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
3: What happened while we were away brought to you by the tough questions. We were promised a White House cat. What, what happened to that?
0: Where is the cat? Today's a good day for the cat. Um, I don't have any update on the cat. We know the cat will break the Internet.
3: When she wasn't being asked about cats, White House Press Secretary Jen Saki was asked if she could confirm the number of illegal immigrants detained on the southern border. Reports out there that the number of unaccompanied migrants detained at the border has tripled in the last two weeks to 3,200-plus. Is that number accurate?
0: I'm not going to confirm numbers from here. Uh, obviously, the Department of Homeland Security and others are oversee the programs and the engagements that happen at the border. Why won't you confirm that number? That's a very important number. Uh, I, 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 we've been very clear uh, that there is an increase. I'm just suggesting that you talk to them about specifics. Well, we talk to them, Jen. They won't confirm the numbers. Well, I, I would encourage you to go back to them and ask them again. We're not going to confirm them from the White House. It's not our program. It's the are, Department are of Homeland Security. Department, is the
3: White House encouraging the department to release those numbers? And in the spirit of transparency that the secretary promised here at the. We,
0: we certainly encourage transparency, but...
3: Vanita Gupta is Biden's pick for the third highest ranking position at the Department of Justice. She was grilled by Senator Ted Cruz during her confirmation hearing yesterday.
4: On the issue of abortion, is there any restriction whatsoever on an abortion that you believe is permissible?
2: Senator first let me begin by saying I'm sorry that you feel that way as a lifelong civil rights advocate my duty has been to enforce the constitution um, not enforce anyone's political agenda or partisan agenda uh, i have apologized today for some of the harsh rhetoric that i've used and i mean that uh, and, and i'm genuinely. not focusing
4: on your college years i'm focusing on as an adult and practicing lawyer but let's just start with a substantive question is there any is it permissible for the government to prohibit partial birth abortion yes or no
2: Senator, my duty, if confirmed, will be to federal laws and the Constitution. Roe versus Wade is established precedent uh, and has been reaffirmed numerous times by the courts. And my duty will be to enforce the federal laws and the Constitution.
3: After months of publicly shaming any and every face they could who showed up at the Capitol on January 6th, the FBI finally got around to releasing some footage of the alleged RNC and DNC pipe bomber. Today in coronavirus history, looking back at the great leaps in science brought about by the virus on this day in 2020, less than 24 hours after telling young people they can go on cruises if they so choose, Fauci said this.
4: We would like the country to
3: realize that as a nation, we can't be doing the kinds of things we were
4: doing a few months ago. That it doesn't matter if you're in a state. That has no cases or one case.
3: In addition, on this day in 2020, Google followed in Facebook's footsteps and banned advertisements for face masks, citing misinformation about the coronavirus. Speaking of face masks, and in present day, in Mississippi, third grader Lydia Booth recently donned her favorite mask to school, emblazoned with the words, Jesus loves me on it. School officials quickly forced her to remove her mask and threatened her with suspension if she wore it again. According to Alliance Defending Freedom, other students in Lydia's school donned masks with messages like Black Lives Matter and such. The ADF has filed a federal lawsuit on Lydia's behalf. Back to Dr. Anthony Fauci, who was asked by CNN why vaccinated Americans shouldn't be so quick to travel.
4: And then when you don't have the data and you don't have the actual
3: evidence, then you've got to make a judgment call. And I think that's what you're going to be seeing in the next
4: weeks. You're going to see little by little more and more guidelines getting people to be more and more flexible.
3: Speaking of traveling, independent journalist Jordan Schechtel reports that one of the chief Twitter panic porn stars, Eric Feigelding, who is not a doctor and was a glorified researcher at Harvard before coming to fame online and legacy media for his COVID panic, has moved his wife and son to Austria so his son could go to school. His wife is of Austrian descent, hence the apparent randomness of the move. In Los Angeles, messages on a private L.A. Teachers Union Facebook page leaked recently, one of which says, quote, Friendly reminder, if you're planning any trips for spring break, please keep that off of social media. It's hard to argue that it's unsafe for in-person instruction if parents and the public see vacation photos and international travel. In other news, just weeks after Huffington Post, Canada and Quebec filed for union certification, BuzzFeed, their parent company, announced yesterday they're shutting those branches down and laying off 47 employees. The streaming platform Disney Plus has removed several movies, including Dumbo, Peter Pan, The Aristocrats, and Swiss Family Robinson from children's profiles, saying they're inappropriate for children because of so-called negative stereotypes within the films. And finally, at least one person is using their platform to speak out against draconian COVID mitigation lockdowns in the state of Ohio. Father Gabriel Lavery spoke in front of the Ohio legislature yesterday.
4: And... The fundamental argument of theirs seems to be that they are the experts, they know what's best for us. And I think what they're overlooking is that this is not just a medical question. It's a question of what we value. In making those judgments, the people of Ohio are the experts, because it's our lives. We're not the medical experts, but when it comes to judging the value, we are the experts. It's our lives that are affected. Unfortunately, for the past year, Ohio has been run as if it is a hospital. The difference is that in a hospital, one of the fundamental principles of medical treatment is that patient consent, informed consent to the patient. The patient has an opportunity to accept or refuse treatment and to choose their doctor. Is that because the patient is a medical expert? No, it's because it's their life. The Ohio Department of Health has treated us as if we are in a hospital where there is no patient consent. I pray that we'll put these limits on the emergency powers that I believe have been abused and that we stop running Ohio like a hospital. We stop imagining that the House and Senate are medical boards. We're not here to make medical decisions. We're here to decide what we value. Thank you.
3: And that's what happened Well, we were away amen and may
1: his house increase amen absolutely on the other hand it's march 10th 2021 tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of when the country began to shut down we're six days away from the one-year anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve Aaron, you have done these montages. We have stayed on the air on this show throughout all of this, right? You bet. Aaron's correct. Is that the first member of the clergy that you have seen address his state government that way in the I last year? I can't think of
3: one off the top of my head, so that answers your question.
1: That answers some other questions, too. Aaron's montage brought to you by home title lock. Do not get a crash course in home title theft. Pray it doesn't happen to you because it could ruin you financially. Here's how this crime happens. The legal titles to our homes are kept online where they can be hacked. Cyber thieves know this, so they hack in, forge your signature on what's called a quit claim deed to make it look like you've sold your home to them so that they can then take out loans against your home and all of that equity until it's gone. And often you won't find out about it until collection calls or worse begin to pour in. You're not going to be protected by your homeowner's insurance or your mortgage lender, but You can be protected by Home Title Lock, and in the unlikely event that you still fall prey to this while under their protection, Home Title Lock pledges to spend up to a quarter of a million dollars out of its own pocket in legal fees to help restore your home's title rightfully to you. So go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim, and then while you're there, use the code RADIO to get 30 free days of protection for your most important asset, your home. 30 free days with the code radio at home title lock.com. After today's show, we will stick around and record the overtime for our Blaze TV subscribers. And I I I want to discuss why does any American care about the British Royal Family? Why? I, I don't understand it. I don't care. I've never cared. Because I'm not British. I'm an American. I don't care.
2: So we're going to talk about it. is Is there
1: a profile of the person who cares greatly about this? Or maybe there's not. Maybe we're the... The outliers here, so we're going to get into that in the overtime today for our Blaze TV subscribers. If you are a Blaze TV subscriber, just be patient. We will record it after the show today, and then it will be uploaded to the website for you at BlazeTV.com/slash But if you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber and you'd like to become one to get all of the exclusive content we do uh, everywhere. For on all the channels for our Blaze TV subscribers here each day. Go to blazetv.com dace, and that's where you can also get a discounted subscription today at blazetv.com dace. All right, let's get to what is in Aaron's montage. And this is now, by my count, the third interview that Anthony Fauci has done in the last just couple of weeks. Where he has faced mild pushback. I mean, really, it's just asking a, a contrarian question. Which, by our media standards, is a full-fledged cross-examination. Sure. All right? But, um, hey, just make some, can you make sense of this for us? This is now at least the third time that we have featured a clip of Anthony Fauci being asked to quantify with specifics. His narrative. And he can't. And he can't. This guy has been a malevolent BSer from the beginning. Aaron is reminding you of that. Yesterday's this day in coronavirus history. Go have a cruise one year ago, yesterday, one year ago, today. We can't do the things we were doing a few months ago. Which is it? See, there's some uh, there's some people on social media, including some smart conservative people, acting like this guy's just recently lost his marbles, and that he's that he's that he's desperately trying to hold on to his fame in light of um, increased vaccination, particularly of the elderly, the most vulnerable demographic group, and plunging case numbers, as the World Health Organization said to stop testing all these asymptomatic people. And we've reached some form of, in some places in the country, of herd immunity threshold. I, I don't know which ratio of those three things, which one is, is a 40% of one, 20% of the other, uh, and, and, and 40% or 10, 10, and 80. I don't know which percentage it is. But those three are the factors are the overriding factors why you have seen the, the massive decline here in the last month or so. And so there's this notion, even by some smart folks in conservative media, that desperate to hold on to his claim to fame, Anthony Fauci is now flailing and should be fired. Because he can't hold on to the narrative that provides his self-promotion in light of the declining cases, deaths, and hospitalizations, right? That's a mm-hmm. common yeah. hypothesis out there as we speak, Um except as Luke Skywalker once said to Kylo Ren, everything you just said is exactly wrong. It's been this way from the beginning. From day freaking one, it has been this way. In the forthcoming book we have coming out about Anthony Fauci, you will see, we will document it for you. In his own words, all of it sourced and cited, you will see, it has been like this actually from the beginning. He's been full of crap from the beginning, from the start. This is not new. This is not some desperate 80-year-old bureaucrat trying to hold on to whatever's left of his a skyrocketing pension as the number one most pay- highest paid employee in the federal government. And this is his last... He won't be on the cover of InStyle magazine this summer. If these numbers continue... And he's just getting caught with his pants down flailing while he just essentially BS's his way through this. No. It has been this way from the start. And if you have listened and watched this show in the last year or joined us at any point in the last year, you know this to be the case. We have documented it for you all along. This is not new. With Anthony Fauci... The malevolent BS isn't a isn't a bug; it's a feature. This has been the shtick all along. It just so happens that our beloved media—and I use that term loosely. Realizes that it cannot just lie to you about certain things anymore. I mean, look at that clip of CNN that Aaron played. You can't, on one hand, tell America there's 93 million vaccinations have taken place, 93 million vaccines have been administered, and then turn around and say, But you're all still lepers. Because while all of the Branch Covidian cult watches channels like CNN, not everybody who watches CNN is in the Branch Covidian cult. A lot of them are just people that thought this is really bad. Media told me, I think Donald Trump's going to kill us all anyway. And I'm voting for Joe Biden to get my normalcy back. In fact, I would guess that's probably a lot of CNN's viewers as a matter of fact. And on one hand, they're telling me 93 million people have been vaccinated, 123 million vaccines have been distributed. Last week, they told me that by the end of May, we're going to have enough vaccines available for every adult in America, which means it'll be sooner than that if they're telling it's the end of May. And, and now I got to be a leper? I thought I was told to stay home for the vaccine. Now it's here. And I'm, I'm st- to stay home and still be a leper? Hell no. They know they can't defend that narrative. It's like they couldn't defend the school chart last month. They know they can't defend this narrative either. So it's, it's, it's almost like they regret the fact they have to ask these questions, but they know that they do. And look how he just falls apart. He's got nothing. And I want to let you in on a conversation we were having amongst the three of us before the show started. A lot of people consider me smart, critically thinking. uh, I'm quick on my feet. Those are, maybe some of those things are true. Those are gifts from the creator. He made me quick intellectually not very quick when it comes to, the, to foot speed. <laughs> all right. So we all have our gifts. But I want you guys to learn and understand something that I've learned in my experience here. Because you know what? When I flunked out of college for not attending a class an entire semester and just eating Lucky Charms by the box for breakfast, party balling at night and playing intramural basketball when I woke up at one o'clock in the afternoon for a semester... And that's because I was playing Super Tech Bowl till 3 a.m. the previous morning. When I spent an entire semester at university doing that, and they threw me out. You know what? I still had all those exact same God-given talents. I was still smart. I still could critically think. I could still be quick on my feet intellectually, right? I, I, I didn't acquire those talents at 35. They were given to me at birth. It's the way I was made. So... When I got flunked out of school for being a degenerate, I still had all those talents and abilities. I was just wasting them. And when you move a lot, and we did, I went to 11 different schools, K through 12. When you move a lot and you're always the new kid, you get used to not fitting in, being a contrarian, and you realize at every school, all the archetypes are the same. That's the jock everybody hates because he's also the nice guy. That's the stoner, right? It's every the, the archetypes are all the same. You realize this is not unique at my school. I saw this at the last school and the last one and the one before that. So you're not impressed with credentials. You're not impressed with people's pre-existing achievements. And then you realize that you can reinvent yourself every time you go to a new school, which is kind of cool. And over the years, I've spent a lot of time since so I never went back and got my degree. I once got interviewed by one of the more powerful power brokers in this business. I won't mention his name because it wouldn't be good for my career to do so. And it was about whether or not I was going to be like one of their next big things. And we're sitting down at a table. And it's odd. Of all places, it was at a birthday party for the the popular respected pastor david jeremiah why we had this interview in this room i don't know but we did and he proceeds to grill me about my lack of education finally i just decided i'd had enough of being demeaned by this guy and i looked at him and said i went to the same damn school as the guy that's been kicking all your asses for the last 30 years has rush limbaugh what school he go to Needless to say, I didn't get that job, okay? But one thing you learn when you come up from the dirt road, like I did, some of it because it was forced on me, others because I just made bad life decisions, like being a degenerate in college instead of, you know, getting a degree, excelling. But when you come up through the dirt road, here's a thing that you learn. And I think any, I don't know who in this audience needs to hear what I'm about to say, but please, Absorb it, internalize it, own it. Because we're going into an era, the tyranny of the expert. Anthony Fauci knows more facts and information about epidemiology and infectious diseases than I do. He is not smarter than I am. And he is not smarter than most of you knowing facts and information doesn't make anybody smarter than you I once studied the Bible just so I could beat my mother-in-law in Bible's categories. true story and I did man I whooped her rear end funny thing was though I didn't absorb any of that information and if I had died the next day I would have woken up in hell Full of facts and information. But damned nevertheless. These people are not smarter than you. What that priest said is so important. The analogy that he drew of when you go to a hospital, your own life is on the line. They don't force treatments upon you. Informed consent is the bedrock of all of this. Where would the idea of informed consent in a hospital come from? Why? From our very Declaration of Independence, government by the consent of the governed. That principle filtered down into every aspect of our lives. These people may know more words. They may know more stuff. But they're not smarter than you, I promise you. I've debated a ton of them. I've been on their shows. I've been in their forums. And I've whooped their ass. Not because I'm smarter than them, but because they're full of you know what. Just because they know stuff doesn't mean they know how to make an argument and apply their belief system into something that's not a complete and total scam. Anthony Fauci's been a scam from day one. His arguments haven't added up from day one. Early on, I was arguing against him with terminology I didn't even know. But I didn't need to know it. Why? Because I knew that the premise of his argument and the conclusion weren't congruent. They didn't add up. And so you know what that's called? Well, in argumentation, we call it a fallacy. In normal, common sense places where y'all come from, That's called some straight up bull bleep, if you know what I'm saying. That's what it is. And that's what he's been doing the entire time. We can argue about whatever the motivation is for his malevolent BS. But it is not debatable that a malevolent BSer he is. He is not smarter than you. Your surgeons, your doctors, they're not smarter than you. They know more about this field and discipline than you do. But they don't know more about your life than you do. That priest not only nailed it, he stuck the landing. And it's a shame that it's taken a freaking year for somebody with a divine calling to walk into a room, open up the book and say, thus speaketh the Lord God of hosts. Y'all are wrong. And that's why we're here more than anything else. The other reason we're here, you keep consenting to this. They're never giving it up all the way, ever. Ever. You're going to have to take it away. How many more permission slips do you need? Wear a mask, provided it has an acceptable message on it. Wear a mask that worships any of the divinals of this spirit of the age. Just don't wear a mask that honors the one true God in the flesh. Don't do that. Hey, I know you guys are getting ready for your spring breaks, enjoying your second year of paid vacation from the school district. Just make sure you don't post on social media where you're going, because it's hard for us to keep up the scam that is too dangerous to work if y'all are going down to Acapulco or South Padre. How many more lies do y'all have to be told? How many more scams? Before y'all just guns up, if you know what I'm saying, pour one out, we're done here because that is what it's going to take. It's going to take more people with a gospel calling that go to the places of power and say, the answer, Caesar, as it has always been, Caesar. The answer is no. We don't worship you.
2: Nor do we kneel. That's
1: exactly right. But then after that message is delivered, the folks sitting out in the pews in the cheap seats got to take that message and then run with it from there. That's what's going to
2: make this end. All the way. You know what the translation of masses hmm. to be sent? Hmm. Get going, folks. Listen to that man and go.
1: They don't know information you don't know. They're not smarter than you. That guy is supposedly the nation's leading infectious disease expert. And he's literally the Damon Wayans character from In Living Color.
2: The highest paid federal employee.
1: Yes. Maybe of all time, frankly. Not just right now, but ever. Yeah. No. Nope. Nope. All the stuff you're learning about vitamin C and D now. Guys, I told you this all a year ago. Why? Because I just did the research. That's it. This is now a contest of will. It is not a battle uh, against a virus. It's a contest of will. They will do this to you for as long as you and I will let them. And it won't end a minute sooner. Buy, Hold is next. You know there's a million reasons to be stressed out these days. How about we eliminate a couple? Uh, being stressed out about your male pattern baldness receding hairline doesn't have to be one of them anymore because the good news is that Keeps can help. Keeps offers the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatments, but they're the generic version, so you only pay about half the cost. And not only do you get a great deal, but you get great convenience at the same time. Uh, you do it all online. Answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and then a licensed doctor will review your info to recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. So the big savings all the time, the convenience with it as well. How about even more big savings your first time to get you started? Half off your first order right now. Half off your first order on top of the already big savings you get when you go to keeps.com slash grow. That's K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow. Get it all delivered directly to your door at keeps.com slash grow. Todd, you wanted to add something to the conversation that we just had.
2: I just want to make sure I saw what I saw. I know Aaron obviously put it together, but asking you, because back when Donald Trump was president and we had a border issue, the people that like Jen Psaki were saying, Donald Trump built the cages themselves. He unlocked the door. He threw the little brown children in there themselves. He hates them. He's a xenophobe. And then now that the issue is typically happening again just like it did before Trump with Obama did Jen Psaki just say that's a different department not our problem. Did that happen? That that did happen.
1: Yeah. That so, that did occur. You you yes, you saw okay. that. Yeah. Okay. It's I mean, he opened the door to it. he invited it. Hey, we're not going to deport anybody or anything.
2: Her administration can apparently transgender Everything and anything.
1: Yes. But that department
2: down the hall, I don't know, not
1: us. I got to tell you, and it was a moment of weakness, man. But as I was watching that montage, the other thing that stood out to me, aside from now another example of just complete malevolent BS from Anthony Fauci getting exposed, the other thing that stood out to me, man, was, my goodness, I can see why some people just mind-numbingly just I just have to vote straight Republican every single election, no matter what. I mean, these people, this is so insane, so wicked, so so stupid, okay, that, that I can see why. I can see why people are just like, man, I just, I, I have to, okay. <laughs> I mean, I can see why. Now, understand that a lot of this that you're up against right now Unfortunately, Team GOP either does nothing to stop it or unfortunately sets the stage for it, right? You've heard me say over the years, bad Republicans always lead to worse Democrats. So the Republicans started with the idea of COVID stimulus checks and relief. That's anything Republicans do to desecrate on our way of life. Democrats will accept now as the new baseline for them to drop full trow and just Montezuma's revenge all over all over the place. And, and not flush, even flush the toilet. I understand that's what they do. But I can understand also watching that just cavalcade of whimsy. I, I can understand why people are just like, dude, I, don't, I just, we just have to vote for every Republican we possibly can. I, I get the temptation when you watch stuff like that because these people are nuts. I,
3: I, think, I think she stopped just short of saying something again to, we didn't build that.
1: Hmm. I'll just tell those kids we'll circle back when they need some food and water. Maybe. Let's get to buy, sell, hold, brought to you by Scoremaster. Hey, what's your credit score? Most of us think anything above 700 is good, anything below that is bad. It's not necessarily that simple, though, and always the case. Well, the good news is it's National Credit Awareness Month, and you can become more aware with Scoremaster. That's the new super science in credit scores that puts you in charge of your score by giving the information the banks have on you directly to you. It's more than a credit report, you can get that on your own. It's a credit progress report. Why do you have the score you have? How do you get to the score that you want? That's what they do at ScoreMaster. The average ScoreMaster user can raise their score about 60 points in three weeks or less. That makes a big difference, not just getting approved for the car, home, business loan you want, but the terms of repayment as well. So if you want to give it a shot, sign up in one minute, see how many plus points that you can add to your score with scoremaster.com slash steve. Again, that's scoremaster.com slash Steve. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold. Aaron, with some help from his friends in the audience. Todd, he's got it lined up for you and I. Who knows what topics the cornucopia will unveil. You and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? And we have restored the you can only use the hold one time. And if it is for any reason other than Wow, that's so lame, I can't even come up with an answer to that. Then you will be locked in a room and forced to watch Anthony Fauci interviews on loop until you repent. Aaron.
3: We will start with Neanderthal Mail, who says the 25th Amendment will be used by June.
1: The fact sell. I'm hesitating means I'm considering it. Yeah. I know you got Tell that. me why you're going to sell.
2: Sell. Um, well, because this is not new, I, it was going on the whole time and people endorsed it. So I, the level of bad it's going to have to get before they give up the ghost on this thing or the amount of trouble it's going to get them into, they're going to just play this out.
1: It's not new to us. It's not new to audiences like you. But again, I I think there's a lot of people that this is new to. And it's growing worse. It's increasingly embarrassing. And let's just set the politics of it aside for a second, okay? This is a human being named Joseph R. Biden, made in God's image. He has family, offspring, grandkids, right? He's not well. And he's getting worse. And and this is the kind of job that first of all I would guess it's 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 virtually impossible to limit your schedule number 1 but they're probably doing everything that they can and still we're seeing this I'm already on the record I don't believe he survives the first year they have concocted a covid relief package that less than 10% of it's going to go to the average American. And that's the average American that's actually going to get the money, by the way. A lot of their suburban voters are not. Gas is skyrocketing. There has never been a recession in recent American history. With one exception. That's last year with COVID. The COVID recession. The COVID recession is the only recession in modern American history that was not preceded by a massive spike in gas prices. And if you're looking for something for a reboot, something that placates your base, that's upset right now that you're dropping bombs on Syria and not paying them, hey, look, guys, here's the first black woman president. I'm going to buy because I don't think he's making it through the year anyway. So I don't think June's that far off. So I'm, I'm going to buy because it's a value bet. It might not be the prediction I would make, but I'm getting good value on that bet. And I think it's, there's at least a decent chance it pays off at what we're seeing right now. I mean, what we're seeing right now, I don't even feel right mocking politically. It's, it's a hard watch to what we're seeing right now.
3: Moving on, Andy says the devastating CDC map was actually Director Walensky's passive-aggressive way to get her school recommendations adopted after being shamed by the White House.
1: Uh, Sell. Uh, It was actually the other way around. That map was her comeuppance for getting ahead of the White House, going on Rachel Maddow's program at MSNBC, which is the number one watched program in all of left media network or cable going on that show and proclaiming that it was safe to open the schools. Remember that? Yeah. Um, That map was her comeuppance. I mean, that that's the scarlet letter that she had to wear. That was the penance she had to pay is she had to then produce that map to run cover for the teacher unions in the white house for getting out ahead of them. And take the hit, put her credibility on the line for it. I think it's the other way around. So I'm going to sell.
2: Yeah, remember. She she was feeling pretty good of it herself. She tried actual science yeah, she, in the first few weeks. I've risen. And, looked, and, and, and learned a lesson and from then, it. Yeah. And then she became that stupid little boy from a couple weeks ago who didn't have his mask on when the camera went on. When he got go, so, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's who these people are. And it speaks to exactly what Steve said in the first half hour of the show.
3: Uh, up next we've got Jerry Davis. Uh, the over under 85% is the over under that there will not be a season 3 of The Mandalorian.
1: Oh, I'm going to bet my house on, on the, the under. under. Yeah. Yeah. Uh there's I mean that thing for there's, there's two things at stake here. Number 1 that has driven the success of Disney Plus more, and, and there isn't a close second. Now the, now we have the Wanda vision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Marvel's Phase four is ramping up. But for the first year plus, before we had any of that programming, the Mandalorian drove the success of Disney Plus more than anything did. That's number one. But number two, yesterday at the shareholders meeting, the, the current CEO of Disney was asked about uh, Gia, Gina Carafano's cancellation. And made some statement, hey, we're not right-leaning, we're not left-leaning, which we all know is just total BS. But their credibility is on the line. If they don't produce another season, that will be taken while Gina is out there doing movies with Ben Shapiro. That's going to be taken as a PR defeat for them. They're going to go to the mattresses to try to make... Dude, you had Luke Skywalker in 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 the last fifteen minutes of the of one episode of the Mandalorian. And then there's another, never another one. <laughs> yeah, my dude. Yeah, you look for Luke Skywalker in almost every episode next time. They're going to the mattresses to show that they don't need her. This this thing's bigger than her, bigger than this controversy. No, I don't. I don't think they're going to let that be the last word at all. On top of the fact, the show prints money for him
2: that's of course true i only take issue with one thing their credibility isn't on the line they have no credibility uh of course it's going forward and i'm not watching a minute of it
3: next to steve w who says beth moore affirms lgbt plus by the end of 2022
1: define a firm Can, can someone give me a definition of a firm do you okay let, let's do this? Do you guys view what Max Lucato just did as an affirm? Yes. Yeah. You do? Okay. Then I will buy.
3: Apologizing if, for if, orthodoxy. Yeah, if, if,
1: if you if you view Max Lucato's, I apologize for once having orthodox views on this. If you view that as an an affirmation, I will buy. If we're defining a affirm by an affirmative validation that by that amount of time, Beth Moore is going to say, these things are holy, these relationships are holy, righteous, et cetera. I'm probably going to sell. Okay. But if a firm means, because, you know, that's obviously how Max Lucado's apology was taken, whether that's the way it was intended or not, who knows. But if we're defining a firm as the Max Lucado um, uh, uh, precedent, then I'll buy that. Same.
3: Up next, Neon Noodle says Brian Kemp will veto every bill about election integrity in Georgia that reaches his desk, which will pave the way for Governor Abrams in 2022.
1: I'm going to sell on that. Um, I, I think. I think they're all seeing their own live political lives flash before their eyes. Um, So something wrong over there.
2: No, I was looking at the. I can easily okay. read it over your shoulder. Okay. Uh, like, oh, again. you're looking at the question. On the I'm other looking screen. at the exact wording okay. of the question. Okay. No. All
1: right. Um, I don't know, man. It's 75 degrees, and I'm, I was already looking for the bees in here today. Oh, All right. oh okay. I forgot I gotcha. to bring yeah. the
3: salt rifle.
1: Yeah. And so when. No, no, no. <laughs> no. So when I see you looking around me like. Uh, no, no. Can I, we at least get to May? All right. Um, uh, uh, sell. Their, their own yeah. lives are on the line.
2: I cannot envision a scenario it's not i know that was kind of ground zero there were a one of several ground zeros but other states are marching forward this thing mm-hmm. you can't be seen vetoing these things like that it's it, it's untenable
1: i mean i do agree with you if you were, if you were to veto those things stacy yes. abrams will win the governor's mansion i agree with you on that but he won't. by hook or by by crook either by the fact she gets to you know crooked her way in or mm-hmm. um he'll have so disappointed enough of his own base that he'll leave them at home but i don't think that will happen i, I i'm i'm guessing brian cook cares maybe a little bit more about his reelect than donald trump's i'm guessing
3: hmm yeah, uh, John Hensley says the Washington Redskins will play in the NFC Championship game if they can sign Ryan Fitzpatrick.
2: Well, uh, I'm gonna sell. so uh, no. that is a really random yeah. take. Where did that come <laughs> yeah, from? I don't know. <laughs> it, I thought it was weird, and then the kicker is like, "That's I mean, really?"
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. Listen, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's a, a nice player. He's had a great career. Uh, one of the great Ivy League quarterbacks to ever play in the NFL, right? Yeah. But
2: I don't care what on, team you started with if it ended with Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. is gonna no.
1: Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Russell Wilson, straight up in an NFL, NFC playoff game. Who you got? Russell Wilson. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Aaron Rodgers, straight point. up in an NFC yes. playoff game. Who do you got? Well, he, he, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tom Brady, straight up in an yeah. NFC playoff game. Yeah. Who do you got? Keep, right. Yes. He's, let's say he's healthy. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Dak Prescott, straight up in an NFL, NFL NFC playoff no. game we got. Okay. We're
3: getting a little.
1: All right. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Matthew Stafford, straight up oh, in an Ryan, NFC playoff Ryan game. Ryan
3: Fitzpatrick.
2: <laughs> no.
1: Actually, I kind of hope you're right, but you're not. <laughs> um, but you're not.
3: Okay. Uh, moving on. Short right. uh, Freedom says, Gavin Newsom will be recalled this year. Sell. Bye.
2: Wow. Oh. I hope you're right. Please be right.
1: Um, uh, I'm far more confident in the recall effort as I am than I am in the replacement effort yeah see, remember the you, last time we went down this you, road with gray davis remember that and you got arnold schwarzenegger instead who's basically was just a a more famous democrat
2: but forget kelly voted you're, for reagan see, once so he's
1: now a republican you're confident
2: about this across the board with cuomo too i i just need to see it with my own eyes i don't and, blame you for that i uh, but I'm, here's what i i want to uh, answer the it, way you are
1: some of some of the thing that i'm confident with cuomo it's a mixture some of it is What's brought this to bear, I really believe the driving force more than anything uh, is Providence. But the other factor that plays into this too is is Andrew Cuomo is a tumor on them right now, man. I know. They can't get any of their message out at all around him, at all. And there's no way that they can sustain that politically for another year. I mean, they're going to lose 50, 60 House seats if he stays. We'll come back. More buy, sell, or hold next. And we're back with hour two live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Totters and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think. Email the program steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you prefer... The free speech alternatives to those two platforms, look for Steve Dace on MeWe, Gab, and follow at Steve Dace on Parlor. You can also get clips of the show for free and then to share at YouTube.com slash SteveDace or Rumble.com slash Show. And if you're a podcast listener, thank you. Show your appreciation for us, though, please, as well by hitting that subscribe button and leaving us a five-star review if you haven't done those two things already. Whichever podcast platform you prefer, but especially iTunes, uh, those two things, uh, which will take just a little bit of your time, but they definitely help the show to grow and we appreciate all of you that have taken the time to do those two things for us already. Part two of Buy Seller Hold, brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein bar you've ever had and the healthiest, most nutritional candy bar you've ever tried because it has the texture of one, the taste of one, so many great flavors, over 20 of them all covered in real chocolate It's one of the best products out there. I promise everyone that has tried this on our recommendation comes back and says, man, I didn't believe it, but you were right. All right? You can try it right now. Get their new decadent flavors, uh, chocolate chip cookie dough, uh, coconut brownie chunk. But, I mean, whatever you're into, mint, peanut butter, almond, fruits, all of it, they have it all for you at Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, B-U-I-L-T, That's how it's spelled, builtbar.com. Use my last name, Dace, as the promo code there. Get 20% off your order, whether it's your first one or your next one. You want to go back again for seconds, thirds, builtbar.com, promo code Dace to get 20% off right now. Let's continue on. Part two of Buy, Sell, Hold, the weekly profit of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will be joining us at the bottom of the hour, but for now, Aaron, you have the con.
3: Ron Patton says at least two Big Ten teams will reach the Final Four.
1: I mean, that's just so random. Um, It's happened actually quite a bit uh, in my lifetime that two Big Ten teams have reached the Final Four. I can think of 89. Uh, I can think of 2000. 2000. I can think of 92. I can think of 99. Everybody remembers Michigan State made the Final Four that year, but Ohio State made it as well. So it, it's and there's there's a couple of other times that I haven't recalled either off the top of my head. I mean, the first time that two teams from the same conference ever played for the national championship was Indiana and Michigan in 1976. And technically, depending on the way you want to look at it, there was a third Big Ten team in the Final Four that year. Because Rutgers went to the Final Four that year and was undefeated, they just weren't a member of the Big Ten yet.
2: Did you say twenty? What, what year was when Wisconsin went to the Final against Duke? I don't even remember the year. That anymore. was twenty fifteen. Mich- Michigan State was in it. Michigan as well. State
1: was in that year too. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's happened quite a bit. But and it would seem like the like you know the odds would be great that it would happen this year. But you know people forget how good the Big Ten was in twenty thirteen, and only one Big Ten team. I think four of the top 11 teams in Ken Palm at the end of the year that year were in the Big Ten. Only one Big Ten team made the Final Four that year. And of course, I know because my team was the one that did it. It's, it, there, it there is, guys, I mean, I've, it, it, we've gone in at Michigan. We've gone in with teams that blew the doors off the Big Ten for three months and then didn't get out of the first weekend. Then, you know, we won a national championship one year. We lost at home by Illinois, to Illinois by 20 on our last game. Bill Frieder got booed off the floor by the by the fans. Then got fired 48 hours later when he took a job at Arizona State. And then we ended up winning the national championship. There, there just is yeah. a level of randomness to this. And that's why I'm going to sell. Just because the odds would say no, but the analytics would say certainly yeah.
2: Uh that's true. But just for fun, I'm going to buy, but I'll see you and raise you. It'll be two Big Ten teams and two Big Twelve teams. They are obviously the most superior conferences. Now, of course, because the other majors are down, it's I can it's, see that scenario. it's just as likely having two Loyolas this year or something, which would be fun as well. But I'm gonna I'll pick two from the Big Twelve and two from the Big Ten. Couples one stat to remember
1: for this week, and then I'll have one for you next week. 17 of the last 18 national champions went into the postseason in the top 40 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. Right now, there are that, that's 16 teams in college basketball. Several of them are from the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan, Illinois, um, Purdue, and Wisconsin are the four teams that meet that threshold from the Big Ten. Iowa and Ohio State are not good enough defensively to meet that Wisconsin threshold. Wisconsin meets that threshold? They do. They're in the top 40 in both offense and defensive efficiency.
3: Yeah. Uh, moving on to Jacob Hibbard. Uh, Mark Few is the best coach in college basketball. I, I'm going to sell.
1: I mean, I nice guy. Um, He's done a great job. But he's been to one Final Four. And he plays a one-month schedule every year. Okay. It's just not it's just not the same. I mean, you know, they got a battle from BYU last night. Where would BYU finish in a depending on COVID, somewhere between seventeen to twenty game Big Ten season? Where would they finish? Six to ninth? Probably. Yeah. I just I no. And that that's but he's a great coach, belongs in the Hall of Fame. But no, what what he has to face night in and night out. To me, when you're going to play in that kind of a conference, and it's not his fault, that's just the conference they're in, but he also chose to stay there. I mean, he's turned down jobs like at UCLA, Indiana, so he's made the choice to stay there in Spokane. I was just in that part of the country a couple years ago. It's a beautiful country. I can see why. He's a family man. He's a man of faith. That's a great place to have margin. Where I don't have to be the face of a of a program all year long. And and so some parts of the year I can actually be just a dad named Mark. Mm -hmm. And and props to him for making those decisions, man. He might be the finest man coaching in college basketball. That might be true. But in terms of the challenges he faces, for for he's then gotta make more than one final four. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be in it like multiple times. Agreed. Uh, and because otherwise just the schedule he faces, I just don't think justifies that kind of a proclamation. No,
2: it is. I don't think you were downgraded. It's not a bad conference he's in. It's a, it is a solid. It's a mid-major solid major conference. conference. Yeah. I mean, teams like St. Mary's have uh, been excellent sure. through the years. Uh, BYU, obviously, BYU so. has
1: been a, a BYU has been yeah. a, an up, has been a program. I mean, Jimmer Fredette just yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago. Danny Ainge, if you want to go way back so. in the day, right? That's been a program that has, but they've not always been in that conference. too, mm-hmm. remember, they were in the old WAC during a lot of those yeah.
2: years, or the Mountain West too. So, um, but he's also there, it, and it's it's challenging when. You can win this easily, relatively speaking, to then be ready for the rigors of a tournament. Wait, and then um, six we, wins in a row, that, so that's where, that if he wins this. Yep. Even then, Steve is right. You 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 need to have multiples. You you absolutely do to be in this conversation. We're, but if 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 he pulls this off, it's it's a feat. I think a more interesting conversation. That there's more,
1: much more of a deb- debate about. Let's say they they run the table here. Because if they, they win the next six games, win the national championship, they're undefeated.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody's done that since Indiana in 1976. Um, a lot of us think Kentucky was either the best team that we ever saw in 2015, or at least the best team since the UNLV team in 1991 that Duke upset in the semifinals then your team upset that Kentucky team yeah. in the semifinals if they end up running the table if you look at who they beat in the non-conference right that think they faced Kansas in the non-conference West Virginia in the non-conference Iowa in the non-conference um they tried to play Baylor in the non-conference remember the game just got canceled mm-hmm. for covid so i mean their non-conference schedule was ridiculous and then if you look at who they would have to beat to, to win a national championship. Do we, where do they rank amongst the greatest teams of all time? Because I'm, I will guarantee you, I will not even have to look it up just because I've watched a lot of old games late at night when I can't sleep, when everybody's in bed. I've watched a lot of old college basketball games from the seventies and stuff, you know, in the last couple of weeks getting ready for March Madness. So I, I've seen a lot of games from this era and where teams were ranked and stuff. I will guarantee you sight unseen They played a better schedule in Indiana than in 1976. In terms of the amount of teams that they defeated, meaning there's like a three month lull there, right? Okay, but if you look at the teams they beat in November and December, the BYU team last night, who's obviously a tournament team, and then the six teams that have to beat to win the national championship, there's 10 to 15 wins there that are better that are a better 10 to 15 wins than Indiana had in '76, that probably UNLV had in 19. 1991 had they finished the task right you know so where
2: would they be ranked if they pull this off i think that's a a, a far more interesting conversation and if you can do it at gonzaga in eastern washington Mm -hmm. i mean there's just a he's got the elixir man whatever he's doing he's doing it as well as anybody else
3: moving on Eric Nicklick says the Chinese anal swab is the first thing Lindsey Graham will actually get to the bottom of. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh.
1: God. I'm a gif right now. <laughs> um. Hold <laughs>
2: I feel wrong no matter how I answer this one. Everyone I don't, I don't I won't feel clean.
3: Perfect.
1: So that's a hold from you.
2: I'll 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 uh,
1: Let's just both agree to hold. Okay. And not hold it against the other.
2: Okay, there we go. Okay. All right.
1: Thank you.
3: Chuck Gregory says due to embrace of woke politics, the NBA where the All-Star game just had a record low will be surpassed by Major League Baseball as the number 2 sport in America. I could see that. Um,
2: I'll buy.
1: I could see it. Yeah.
2: Well, sure. I mean, mean, the NBA is number
1: two, guys, but it's 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 everything is space bar space bar space bar behind the NFL. But there's it's kind
2: of it's number two in like a a silo sense. I mean, it didn't really like football has legitimately surpassed baseball. Right. But I mean, they're just different crowds in many respects. There's some overlap, but there's just basketball doing its thing here. Fast-paced alley-oop, run, run, run. And then there's, you know, still... You know, people, how can we improve baseball? Baseball's just baseball. It's...
1: I will say this, man. I enjoyed, watched... Hadn't watched the All-Star Weekend stuff in several years when growing up. I mean, I watched it every year, okay? Watched the three-point contest and stuff with my son. Watched... um well into the third quarter or yeah of the of the all-star game Hmm. including the dunk contest at the half and and we had a blast and it was a lot of fun it was a great product the players were very likable um and it was so strange though because i mean i to me i thought the idea if you separated the wokeness from it the idea of a predominantly black sport playing a Exhibition to raise hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars for historically black colleges. If the if the if the if the if, the, if, if they weren't the Chinese Basketball Association, we'd all think, "Yeah, that's a cool yeah. thing." And frankly, why didn't you do this like 30 years ago, yeah, right? Or why did you make this like an annual thing that yeah. you were doing this every year, right? It's but when you went to the commercial breaks, it was just it was really well. Uh, I mean, it was bipolar. It was double-minded. You know, I mean, on one hand, they're, you know, every quarter they're raising the gross domestic product of Dr. Doom's Latveria for historically black colleges. And you're seeing a sport that is dominated by black Americans, and the white players who are great are almost all of European descent. So it's a global game, it's a heavily racially diverse game. Or it's not, if, if depending on the way you want to look at it, because of how many of the greatest players are black. And watching this, the product was fun. It was upbeat. Guys were smiling, enjoying themselves. LeBron James was actually likable for 10 minutes again, like he used to be. And then they would go to these commercial breaks where it made it look like um, you're watching Dr. J in an afro and in tidy whities Playing in a slum on a ham radio because of segregation in America. I mean, it was just—it was bizarre to watch this, where where the actual product you were watching could not have been more contemporary, upbeat, urban, um, hip, cool, engaging, inviting, joyous, non-resentful. Yes, mad and, resentful. yes. Yeah. and then they would cut to the commercial breaks, grainy black and white footage, um, water hoses. I mean, it was just like. It was, it was just
3: damned odd to watch. Did you hear okay. the uh, Pan Am theme song? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Caesar Flickerman yeah. doing the games.
1: Yes. Wah! Yes.
3: <laughs> it's a reminder for you.
1: Every time Steph Curry hit one from half court, wah!
3: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ready to move on. Let's go to when howitzers fly who says, I think this one's interesting. A viable party has a better chance arising from the left than it does from the right. Bye.
1: Yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah. In fact, you're kind of watching that right now. What just happened in the Nevada democratic party. Um, you're, you're, you're watching that. You're watching them on a grassroots level. Um I mean the Democratic Party it, it, I'm I'm guessing it'll be people who come across more clever but what you've seen from the squad that is the future that that's that's where that, that's going and it's going there fast immediate actually
3: Up next Jeff Townsend says Alabama Crimson uh, Crimson tied to the Final 4
1: I'm going to sell and nothing personal I loved Wimp Sanderson. Remember him with the plaid jacket when we were kids? Last time, that Alabama was really good in basketball. I do. Uh, Nate Oates, the coach there, fellow Michigander, um, who I could see end up coaching at Michigan one day, depending on how long Jawan Howard wants to stay. He's done a tremendous job. But I get leery of teams. Let me give you an example. UConn remember UConn's first breakout year and they had that player from the Israeli national team who was really great and they kind of came out of nowhere and established themselves. They were the number one seed and they lost, um, I think on a last second shot by Christian Leitner in the regional final. I, I just think when you're not used to being there yet and that's you're not a traditional power in the sport and you carry that lofty high seed, Experience has just shown me that those teams have a tendency to to disappoint before they arrive in the postseason. So I, I think you're on your way, and I mean he's he's recruiting, you know, at almost a Kentucky level. So this isn't a flash in the pan. But I think this year, I I think you guys took two or three big steps all at once, and and I I could see an earlier than expected than expected March exit.
2: You already heard. I call my shot, but I'm, I'm a fan of what – I like – I always – I didn't know – Dude, just, you got
1: like a guy that just, that just yeah. steps to Mike Krzyzewski to his grill and doesn't Look. care, like Nate Oates did the, early in the year when he said, yeah, Hey, the only I reason know. Krzyzewski doesn't want to play know. is because he you knows his team isn't that good. Yeah. Dude, I got mad props for that. Yeah.
2: I also don't like. I know it's football country down there. I I haven't understood. I mean, we have also Nolan Richardson, Arkansas. But how did Arkansas? How did South in general become this void of basketball lately? I don't. Well, it's changing. Actually, it's
1: changing. But and the the reason it's changing is the SEC's brought in a new commissioner and they uh, invested heavily and we've got to get better at basketball. And so you've seen Tennessee hire you know a big time coach and Rick Barnes. You're looking at what Alabama is doing. Um, You know Auburn realized uh, in the '80s that they needed to cheat to win back then, and they got to cheat to win now. So go hire Bruce Pearl. You know, Uh, (laughs) Florida has been a good basketball program for a while now, and uh, but Mike White's kind of continued that. He's not as good as Billy Donovan was, but you know Billy Donovan's an elite level coach. But they're they're trying to fix that now. They're they're trying to make the SEC uh, more of a power in basketball.
3: Up next, CNS Saints Mike says every NFL stadium will be 100% packed with fans by September with no restrictions. Restrictions on what? Seating? Just restrictions. Huh? Restrictions in general. No restrictions. Sell. Yeah,
1: sell. There's going to be some form of a mask or something in there. I agree with the capacity. I agree with that. Um, But I think there'll be some form of masking or um, I could even see a couple of cities demand a vaccination passport. I'm not, I don't believe the, 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 the vaccine proof of vaccine is going to be systemically as much of a menace as I predicted back at the first of this year. Um, but I, but I also don't think it's going to not be one in places though, either. Like I could definitely see you don't get into that new stadium in Los Angeles without a proof of a vaccine, for example. They're going to get
2: okay. sued so hard. If I, they do I, that. I could
1: see the same thing in. Uh, at the Meadowlands, I don't know if they still call it that, but where the Jets and the Giants play. And some of those really hardcore blue states, Maryland with Larry Hogan, who's basically a Democratic governor, um, at a Ravens game, you know, and the Ravens remember they were the ones that came out with a statement last year to get rid of qualified immunity for cops. Mm-hmm. I See. mean, I, I think there will be a few pockets of places where you won't get in without vaccination, but I don't think it will be as universal as I feared at the start of the year. The mask though will be, I believe universal.
2: Yeah. It's getting It's getting to the point. I almost think the big pharma might be advising against the passport because they know most people will be seduced the by the magic all by themselves. Yeah. If you do this, the blowback...
1: See, this is one of the reasons mu- that you're you're tapping into. If you do the... If you look at... Uh, I'm getting a ton of vaccine questions, okay? <laughs> a ton of them. And and most of them are not anti-vax questions, okay? No, no, but if but you thought... But most of them are people want to know, you know, hey, my wife is pregnant. What do you, what's your research show on this? Things of that nature. And... It's the reason why I have not made some definitive pronouncements about the vaccine effort yet. Is because we don't have enough data to do that yet.
3: Okay. Which is something you will not hear from Fauci. Instead, yes. you're going to get uh, judgment calls.
1: Yes. Now, if you put a gun, if, if, if you put the Wonder Woman lasso of truth around me. Um, well, I'll, I'll give you a conversation I just had with my mom. Okay, so my mom, you know, I'm 46. My mom's 15 years older than me. She's 61. My mom's disabled. You guys know her story. I've talked about it before, uh, and I mean, she has had. She's got every immune deficiency you could imagine. So I absolutely recommended to her that she go get the she go get vaccinated. But I also recommended to her, based on my own research, to do the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. It's one shot. Which eliminates side effects, which for her side effects are a big issue. All right, she has limited mobility as it is. Secondly, um, they the claims they're making coming out of their human trials. I analytically just find more credible than what I found from the other from the other two efforts. They're openly saying basically it's a flu shot therapeutic to lessen hospitalizations and serious infections and lethality that it's got about 60, 65% efficacy. I mean, there's a realism in in how they are, and, and because when you do the math we're seeing so far on the other two vaccines, if I had to guess, when the other two vaccines start getting into broader um, populations, I'm going to guess they're, and this is a guess, okay? Don't hold me to this. I'm guessing. I'm going to guess that their efficacy is going to be pretty close, much closer to what Johnson and Johnson is claiming than some of the things they claimed in their out of their human trials. I mean, for example, with the MRNA vaccines, they don't include pregnant women in the human trials where that stuff is concerned. Okay. So that's why I've not made like any deep proclamations or anything on this. Um, there's not enough data available to, um, but if I had to guess, I, I think you're looking at what I told you from the very beginning. We would get, if we ever got a vaccine, it would be a, a flu level, a flu shot level event. And I'm going to guess that when this is all said and done, that's what this is going to be. Looking at the data
3: I'm looking at. Moving on, Deep State Rectal Swab says, Frosty the Snowman will be genderless by the end of the year.
1: Uh, no. That, see, they, that's the kind of thing that people will go Chick-fil-A day over. That's, that one's too obvious. Okay? So no, that won't happen. I will tell you, and someone emailed this to me earlier, Um, I could see Aerosmith getting canceled for Dude Looks Like a Lady. That I could see. Okay? But some of that other stuff, it might get, you know, relegated to um, uh, some other television channel or something. But no, they they won't go that far because that's the kind of stuff that even people who are somewhat unaware of this or sensitive to it, draw a line and say, okay, this is just
3: ridiculous. Okay. Do you even woke bro? Bye. Speaking of, um, speaking of canceling musical acts, you guys know Marshall Mathers, Eminem, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Eminem. So he was very, very, um, very, very critical of Donald Trump. And it even, even released a song, an entire song. Just, it was a terrible song, slamming Donald Trump. Uh, in order to curry favor with uh, Gen Z, which is the generation after my generation, Millennials. And then Gen Z started listening to some of his music. For the last two weeks, they have been attempting to cancel this man who was all for Orange Man Bad? It's been a sight to behold. I don't know if you guys have followed that or seen that at all, but
1: I have uh, <laughs> seen a little bit of it.
3: Yeah, I have. It's it's beautiful. Next up, Sean Griffiths says the, I o- the term is Schadenfreude. Yeah, yes. yep. yeah. Yep. Sean Griffiths says the Oprah interview with the two woke princesses, while seemingly pointless and frivolous, is actually a near perfect window into the weakening of Western civilization.
1: Bye. All right. See, this is what we're going to get into in the overtime. Yep. So I don't want to spoil it now. I'm going to buy. There, outside of any, you know, harm to kids, innocence, animals. There's very few things that you could be into. That I'm like, outside of like obvious, you know, immorality. Okay, obvious wickedness. There's very few things other people could get into. That if, if I'm not into them, I'm like offended that you're into it and I'm not. I like I don't, I don't care. Cool, you know. Like, I don't I get in an ass car. You want to watch cars turn left all day long? I mean, there's worse pursuits, right? Okay, whatever. Um, this is like one of them. I, I I mean, like I'm like offended at the amount of people that are into this and care. And I'm wondering if if I am the problem, if this is just another largely innocent pursuit. Because to me, I kind of view this the way I, that I view... And when I talk about soccer when I've talked about this as the leisure arm of the one world government conspiracy, I'm not talking about your little rugrats running around in a park on a Saturday. I'm talking about the political arm of this on a global level and I think a lot of people thought I was tongue-in-cheek about that early in my career. Frankly, I think I've been kind of proven true. Megan Rapinoe, anybody? For the last few years where that is concerned. That I kind of feel the same thing about this. Like, I have no problem with women's basketball. One of the best friends I ever had in sports media was the women's basketball coach at Iowa State. Used to go to their games all the time. Used to write about their games all the time. Okay? But the idea... But the WNBA is different. It's, it, that That's a political agenda where the sport is the front for a political agenda. That's how I feel about soccer on a global level. And I feel... I, I get the same vibe from the royal family stuff. Okay? And so I'm wondering if I'm blowing it out of proportion, because I'm a total buy on this. But maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe there are, you know, people that just, it's a frivolous pursuit, nothing to it. Fairy tales come to life. We like soap operas, what have you. I don't know.
2: I'm also a buy, but you are wrong. But understandably so. There's multiple silos of interest on this, but we will discuss it. Okay. Okay.
3: Next, Fu Paladin says the conservative movement would be more effective if its leaders weren't trying so hard to be famous and its adherents weren't so scared of becoming famous.
2: Yeah, oh, that's perfect. Yep.
1: yep, that that's perfectly worded.
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah, it just got better and better. I mean,
1: that dude, that ain't a that ain't a proposition, brother. That's a creed. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you could have you could have gone full Paul and started off with, and here's a trusty saying. Okay. I mean, that's just. <laughs> I mean, dude. Yeah. That that's. That's a doxology. Preach.
3: Moving on. The Evangelical Norm says, whichever actor they tap to play Lord Nefarious will speak as Lord Nefarious at CPAC before Steve.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Do they know that that, that's from my book? See, that's the problem. Okay. That's the problem. It's a a derivative of my imagination. Mm. It's an extension of me. I'm going to
2: sell... I think this this is one of the possible loopholes of how you could end up at C-SPAC, CPAC as a speaker, so, as a book speaker. Okay. Private. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, I did a book signing for a nefarious plot at CPAC. You know, they put me in a back room somewhere and let me, yeah. you know, sign books for people there. But
2: yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. That's a, okay. Yeah. They've
1: already done that, but put me on a stage, you know, with the official branding but they'll, no. but they'll
2: wrap it up in this and they went, they'd want those coattails too okay alright yeah.
1: let's hope the movie's good first Yeah. movie's gotta be good first alright woe and lamentation coming your way next the one and only prophet of such himself Daniel Horowitz is on his way right after this Great news from our friends over at Patriot Mobile. They just expanded their coverage dramatically, which will make it easier for even more Americans to dump those big name carriers who charge way too much anyway and then donate that money to all the spirit of the age causes trying to undo your way of life. That's why I want to partner with Patriot Mobile. They never send a penny to the spirit of the age. They will never silence you. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. You can switch with confidence because they use the same network as the larger providers but they just charge less and switching is easy. Keep your own phone number. Bring your own phone. You can even buy a new one. Start all over if you want. Build your own bundle with multi-line discounts. Save even more. And speaking of saving even more, veterans, first responders, you get even bigger discounts just as a way of saying thank you for your service. So go to patreonmobile.com Steve. That's patreonmobile.com slash Steve, And this month get a free premiere activation, which means they're going to set up the phone for you and they'll throw in a special gift. So they'll set it up for you with a special gift when you go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve or call their US based customer service team at 972 Patriot. That's 972 Patriot. Speaking of Patriots, let's bring out our good friend, the prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz is here. Good to have you with us, Daniel. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. Great to be back with you, Steve. You had an interview on your podcast recently. I want you to give our audience kind of a, a reader's digest version of that. I think they need to go and listen to for themselves. You interviewed somebody in a field. I didn't even know existed. All right. Called an industrial hygienist. Now tell us about this field and why you interviewed this individual.
0: So it's not someone who cleans your teeth. Um, You know, Basically, we've been told that doctors are everything. If you wear that white coat, I mean, you have the right to take away someone's liberties. You know what's best. Um, you know everything. But what's interesting is what doctors should know, they don't talk about. Medical treatment. We call these things like lockdowns and masks, non-pharmaceutical interventions, NPIs. Well, maybe for a medical issue, we should talk about pharmaceutical Interventions. But they don't. They venture into other things. Well, non-pharmaceutical interventions like six feet apart and the masking, that's about exposure hazards, transmission, particulates. That's a science of environmental hazards. It has nothing to do with medicine. It really doesn't. And the people who train them, including other people, you know, doing mining and um, dealing with hazardous materials are called industrial hygienists. There's only really a few hundred certified ones in the country, and this guy serves as expert witness as an expert witness. His name is Stephen Petty. He's in Florida, in cases dealing with you know lawsuits against DuPont or all sorts of things. His job is to be an expert witness and also to advise companies on OSHA compliance, how to protect yourself from exposure to hazardous particulates. Now, they're saying this is the most hazardous particulate of our time, SARS-CoV-2. So I figured, well, this guy would kind of know what works and what doesn't Mm -hmm. because he's earned a lot of money off of giving that advice and testifying on the particularities of the science. And not surprisingly, he said exactly what OSHA and every government agency has said until now. It's not the big guys, the droplets that are the problem. Clearly, this spreads so prolifically, it's the little guys. 90% of the particulates are little. They are microbiology, really micro. Let me give you just a sense, a snippet of what he said. If he were dealing with an asbestos case, and he and and asbestos is borderline, micro, borderline visible, about five microns. SARS-CoV-2 is about 0.1. That's 150th. It's 50 times smaller. If he were to say, hey guys, I have a great idea. For you guys to have protection um, physically, liability-wise against asbestos, put on a Chinese diaper. Medical face mask or cloth mask, he would lose his job. And that's for five microns. These are 0.1 microns. Doesn't work. It literally, he says, like putting gnats in a chain link fence. It has zero efficacy. Much like with the medical part. Had we done hydroxychloroquine, prophylactics, ivermectin, zinc and all this stuff rather than ventilators and remdesivir and the rain dance and the moon dance and mass and lockdowns. Same thing from a transmission standpoint. His point is, if you want to deal with something, you kill it or you dilute it. The filtration systems, if for all the trillions of dollars we spent, we could have installed them or to kill there's the systems that kill them but the notion that it's going to be there and you're going to put a little cloth diaper in front of you is utterly insane. Um, That is the expert. That is the science.
1: I believe the, when I analyze where we are with this tomorrow will be the one year anniversary of the testimony that Anthony Fauci gave at the house that basically said this was captain trips that launched us into lockdowns. Um, And then Tuesday will be the one-year anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve. If I assess where we are, I believe the reopening hay has left the barn. I I think the final straw, so to speak, was the ridiculous school opening chart that the CDC put out about a month and a half ago. And the momentum since then has been squarely in the ah-hell-no camp. And even subtle things. Yesterday, Disney CEO did a call with their shareholders and said, hey, Black Widow is on course to get released on May 7th. That's a movie they've delayed in theaters for a year now. I think the battle is really now about what, when you get on the interstate and it says normalcy, this is normalcy highway. What is the toll you have to pay to get on that road? That's where I believe the battle is. I, I really thought forced vaccination and vaccination passports would be the number one battle of this year. I do believe in places like California, it will be. But the more I'm looking at that trend line, I don't believe s- systematically it's going to be as omnipresent all over the country as I had feared. But I do think the masks are, are we're going to have to pry these masks from, the, from their cold, dead fingers. All right. This is this is an this is an, an I mean it's an idol. It's it's a religious right RITE. Um and and I think that will be where we're going to spend the predominant amount of our time these next few months are going to be fighting over these masks. What are your thoughts?
0: That's exactly it. You could always count on phony conservatives and Republicans to fight yesterday's battle at the expense of today's battle. Um, Oh, open the schools. They were never going to continue this long into Biden's presidency. They can't afford to have the economic fallout on their watch. They had to reopen society. But Steve, sometimes what's worse than closure is acculturating to people, people to the fact that reopening is really the twilight zone. This is what normalcy is. And I I saw this coming a mile away. I disagreed with my colleagues that the mask was a means to get to the mandatory vaccines. It's like, no, the mask is the end all. That is the big thing. The reason why they love masks is because it's a symbol of submission. It, It controls someone in the most intimate way. It's constantly there. It constantly reminds everyone to be fearful of each other, and it constantly accentuates and exacerbates all of the worst emotions that they played off of, in perpetuity. So it—it's a way to brand people. Who's righteous, it, 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 who's holy, yeah. who is not. Yes. Who is not. Yeah. And also, it's kind of like what I said on my podcast, like a feeding tube. Once you have the port in there, it's the creation of a port where they could use that as a conduit to put in whatever it is now. You are submissive to government. So now, hey, we have a new variant. We have a new virus. We have a new thing. Boom. And, well, we're all wearing masks. Look. Um, they're going to keep this going forever. People are dancing in the end zone Um kind of like you know the romans did when hannibal surrounded them in that that battle where he just wiped them out uh, with a rope dope this is a rope dope when we feel we're losing ground on one tranche of an issue we give it all up done go have it when the left feels they're losing something they they retreat the minimal ground and refortify. yeah they just pivot yeah the, the the round around that they, this was always about mass. My governor locked down Larry did the same thing with the red state governors, the gov- governor of Connecticut, too. Notice notice what they did. Everything could reopen. Now, think about it, Steve. Even if you buy into the emasculation um, or, as you say, the toxic uh, masculinity, the, the degree of efficacy even you would say it has would not be greater than the efficacy of 25% capacity. In other words, 100% capacity with masks, even under their system, is never going to be better than less capacity without them. Right. But notice that they opt for that, because again, it's not about concern, it's not about science, it's not about the virus. The mask is everything, and to me it is shocking that we don't have any, any, any troops on the ground in these red states. They are not getting rid of the mask mandate. Steve, what's the worst mask mandate? masking children for seven hours a day. It's the most draconian, it's the most destructive, it's the most immoral, and it's just the most scientifically indefensible. And yet that is not the first thing to go, that's the last thing to go. There is almost no state now where a meaningful number of counties do not require it. Texas probably is the most now, but all these other states, Mississippi, Wyoming, Arkansas, Oklahoma that you hear about, every single county that I know of, they're still requiring it on school children.
1: All right. I got three minutes for you to answer this question. Makes sense. Our audience. I have a theory. I I brought it up on yesterday's overtime, which means I'm not ready to air it for the gen pop yet. So I want to hear yours. Reconcile Donald Trump going scorched earth over name, image and likeness and funding with the RNC with let me endorse Bozeman in Montana. We talked about Moran in Kansas before. That's now two rhinos that both criticize him for the role in the quote-unquote insurrection. He's endorsing them way ahead of when they would even face a primary opponent. So uh, my audience is struggling to reconcile these two things. I don't believe, I'll say this about my theory, I don't believe this is typical Trump randomness. That I do believe this is actually part of a larger plan. But I want to know what your assumption is. How do you reconcile these two things?
0: Steve, I I really wish to God you're right. Uh, th- th- this is some sort By of I didn't hammer. say you're going to
1: like the plan. I just said <laughs> I just think it's part of one. But go ahead, yes. That
0: this is some sort of hammer that's going to be brought to bear and he's going to come down and just chuck all these people. But let me tell you he is going to the reddest states and the most random rhinos, the very people that we have the opportunity to defeat, and preemptively carpet bombing our forces from even mounting a campaign against them. I i don't get it, and I don't even think you could blame it on Javanka. Um, I think – this was emblematic of his presidency where everything he would do would be mutually exclusive. He'd say, I'm for law and order more than anyone in history, but then I'll sign a bigger jailbreak bill than anyone in history. Things just don't connect in him. I mean, it has to be the level of Liz Cheney voting for impeachment for him to get it. Um, I I don't know. I I know Lindsey Graham is making calls on behalf of these people. He and- is trying
1: to get to the bottom of it, yes.
0: And and somehow I don't know why Trump loves Lindsey Graham either, but Lindsey is involved in some of these endorsements from what I'm hearing. I I don't I don't get it. But 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 Steve, I saw while Mark Meadows was chief of staff, Kevin McCarthy was getting Trump to endorse against Meadows guys. So I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Hmm.
1: You don't think there is any plan here at all. None. You don't think there's any reason he wants complete image and likeness separation from the Republican Party apparatus?
0: Oh, I would imagine he would, but what he's doing doesn't reflect that.
1: Okay. Okay. So, (laughs) gun to your head, do you believe Donald Trump's going to run for president again?
0: Oh man, Steve, Uh, the world's going to end by then. Um, I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't. Do you know I how think, happy you just made Todd with that prediction, by the way? He's been looking no. forward to this. I think he's going to enjoy himself so much more out of office, and the more he does that, he's not going to want to run.
1: All right. Good to see you, my friend, as always. All right. I'll talk Take to care. you later. Take care. I mean, guys, Todd, Todd was literally just sitting here. I mean, just listening to the interview. And when Daniel said, I think the world's going to end by that, dude sits up in his chair, beaming smile on his face. Am I making this up? Did no. that just happen? it's
2: finally happening it's just keeping it real
1: all right uh daniel's appearance uh, on the program this week brought to you by our friends over at rough greens we've been talking about them for quite a while now it's a powder that you sprinkle over your dog's food it's it's so simple But with that simple act, you're providing your dog, likely, with the essential vitamins, minerals, probiotics, nutrients, omega oils, antioxidants they're probably not getting from that store-bought food that was stripped bare the minute it left the store, uh, or even before it even got in the bag, before it got to the store, so that it could last on that shelf for a long time. That's why we as humans do the same thing to our food. That's why we take so many supplements today. That's why your pet needs one as well, but... While most dogs love this stuff right away, for some dogs, it maybe takes some time for them to adjust. That's why Rough Greens wants to let you try it on them first, for free. All you've got to do, pay for the shipping. That's it. Otherwise, they give you that 14-day jumpstart bag we've been telling you about for so long now. They're going to give it to you for free. You just pay for the shipping just to see if you don't see a difference in your dog when you go to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com, or give them a call at 833-ROUGH-DOG, that's 833-ROUGH-DOG, or roughgreens.com. All right, thoughts in the conversation with Daniel.
2: About those masks and what you both agreed upon, what they were, the control, Jordan Schachttel has said about Dr. Fauci, you remember this was the greatest year of his life? Yes, and for all the mask Karens out there and all their, you know, lamentation and fear and and I've, whatever it is, but it also applies to them. They felt more alive, even in their fear than at any point in their lives. And that's also why it's going to have a hard time going away. They loved the mask. They are the. Ma- this is a Jim Carrey movie, The Mask, too.
3: Their life has meaning and purpose now. Is mm-hmm. that what you're saying?
2: Yeah. Yep. You know it. That's, That's what idolatry is. Yes.
1: Right? Yeah.
3: That's depressing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, how many of you knew who Mike DeWine was at this time last year? How many of you do now? So, I mean, that. I don't believe it's just simple branding as I said at the top of the show. Hey, I like the attention. No. It's it's the drive, the mission, the purpose. That's what idolatry does to us. It's It's what we use to fill the God-shaped void in our heart, what we put in that place or in that space instead. And for too many people in power that's what this symbolizes i'm doing something more now than mark and time widgets i'm saving lives i'm the hero of the story i'm the righteous warrior here and the mask is my sword my idol that'll do it for today's program back again tomorrow noon to two eastern right after glenn beck until then john 3 17. <laughs>